Welcome to the Prescription for Living in Houston podcast, where we go over exactly what it's like to work, eat, sleep, and play right here in Houston. Good afternoon. We are here with Owen Ron, and we're doing something a little bit different today. We're going to be talking to a uh, mortgage loan officer with U.S. Bank, and we're going to be talking about doctor loans. Um, first, we're going to do kind of the living in. He lives in Montrose, so we're going to be covering the Montrose neighborhood. Um, but then we're going to give a, a give Ron a chance, or excuse me, give Owen a chance. Those two first names threw me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happens all the time. We're going to give Owen a chance to, to talk and give us a sense of, of the, the benefits of a doctor loan, what they are, and, and so on and so forth. But um, with that, let me just uh, give you a chance to introduce yourself. Well, thank you. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast. Uh, my name's Owen Ron. I've been in Houston since 1981. Uh, lived in different areas of town, currently in Montrose, which is, you know, inner, inner loop. Um, been in the mortgage business since the uh, early 90s and started as a loan officer had my own company for several years and we sold that and I bounced around and now I'm back to being a loan officer again which is uh, very it's fun it's uh, you get to meet a lot of people and help people with an emotional you know buying a new home and you know high fives all around and uh, it's, it's a pretty fun gig what else do we want to say? I have two kids. Uh, one's in Los Angeles, one's in D.C. Uh, they're both doing great. Knock on wood. Um, and married. We live in uh, one of those three-story townhomes that are all over Interloop. And uh, been in Montrose here for, I think this is like our sixth year, Interloop. So. Okay. And where were you before? I uh, had lived in the Heights and then had lived in Bel Air a long time. So. Okay, wow. So you've seen a, quite a few changes since 1981. Oh my gosh, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> there was a guy who I, I bought my first house. I don't know if I'm just going to go off on a tangent. I bought my first house in the Heights in 1983. It was a thousand square foot bungalow in the Woodland Heights for 63000 And uh, there was a guy, and I, you know, that was a lot of money. And, uh, you know, for me, it was a, a big deal. And uh, there was a guy that I met up there that was going around uh, just buying as many of these little shack bungalows as he could. And they were, he were getting, you know, at, I bought it in 83 and things got worse after that. Okay. Uh, and he was buying, you know, bungalows for 40000 50000 And I was like, no way, that's terrible. You'll never make your money. If you're looking to move anywhere in the Houston area, don't forget, we'd love to help you out. Give us a call or shoot us an email at dan at dhsrealtygroup.com. <laughs> he did okay. Yeah. Yeah, he did okay. Fantastic. So what what brought you to the to the your other obviously the Heights is a great area. What kind of moved you to to Montrose? What drew you to Montrose? Um, well, so I got uh, married for the second time seven years ago, and we were looking for our place. She was living in the Heights. I was living kind of Rice Military. Um, and we looked in the Heights, and we looked in Montrose and near Rice University, and frankly, our money went a little bit further in Montrose than it was going to go in the Heights. I think you pay a premium for the name Heights. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we found a nice place here. Uh, she had rented uh, uh, near here before, in, you know, 20 years ago, um, and just found the right house at the right time at the right price and uh, bought it yeah perfect 
Now, were both your kids gone at that time, or did you? Yes. Did you yeah, they've been it? gone for for out of the house, I guess, for seven, eight yeah. years. So, yeah. gotcha. Okay. So perfect. So perfect area. Lots to do. Um, what types of things do you enjoy in, in Montrose? Well, we're close to a, a lot of stuff. Uh, we're close to the, you know, downtown for the Astros and Rockets games. We're close to the museum area. Uh, we're close to medical center. Um, there's lots of interesting bars and restaurants. Um, uh, there's uh, Memorial Park, Allen Parkway, or or nearby. You know, so there's just. We don't have to drive an hour to get somewhere to do something, so it's all yeah. right around here. Absolutely. Which we like. Um, and is your commute downtown, or do you mainly work out of the house, or what goes on with that? Mostly out of the house. This is my house. Got my Perfect. bobbleheads and my political buttons. Gotcha. For my, so for my entertainment, to, when you get bored of watching with me. Yeah. Um, we do, uh, U.S. Bank doesn't, ha we don't have a branch here. We have, uh, about seven mortgage loan officers. We all work out of our homes. Uh, we do have a shared space if we ever need office space, but we don't go there much, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so what are some of the, the best restaurants that you enjoy there? Well, uh, good question. We're, we're about three blocks from the Red Lion. I don't know if you've been to the Red Lion on Shepherd. It's uh, yep. got an old you know, kind of English pub, been in Houston for a long time, so we, we, we frequent that a lot. Uh, there's a bunch of new restaurants coming out along West Gray uh, in the near, if you know where River Oaks Movie Theater is. Uh -huh. uh, there's some stuff coming online there. And uh, we're a block away from Eugene's, uh, which is a kind of a New Orleans seafood kind of restaurant. And so we walk there. Uh, we're not too far from Roost, which is on Fairview. and. Uh, and then you get down to Montrose and, or not, yeah, Montrose and Westheimer, that whole area. There's lots of different restaurants down there. But, uh, I don't know if I've heard of Roost. What, what's that one like? It's on, uh, it's small. It's on the north side of Fair, Fairview. Um, kind of higher end for, you know, it's, it's not a everyday kind of place, but it's a little higher end on the food. It's very, very well prepared. They've got, you know, steaks and We've got a really good pork chop that I like. So, excellent, excellent. Yeah. So the red line. You're, so you're. Are you a beer guy with the with the English pub? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's good. They, they've got a wide variety of everything there, but you know, we'll have a Guinness yeah. once in a while. But Fantastic. So your commute's pretty good. Um, you said you're kind of in the middle of everything. Uh, you know what, we were just at Memorial Park actually, you brought that up. Um, we took the kids out for a walk. We met a group of people um, and we just sort of walked around Memorial Park. And I hadn't been there in, in ages. I used to live kind of uh, in the Westheimer area, right by the Galleria, and yeah. used to get there kind of frequently, right? Um, nice yeah. area for a young guy to go out and get some exercise. And then we moved down here, um, you know, in the suburbs. But I haven't been there in ages. And so that's, it's just nice. There's so many people, it's so active. Yeah. Um, really a lot going on i was i was surprised they got that they got a little like a what is it like a wildlife tunnel or something like that right so the wildlife can pass over um well yeah that they've got two of, so they built like i think they call them earth or land bridges over yeah. memorial um and there's a trail so that so kind of connects the north side of memorial with the south side there's still a lot of 
development or work to be done there. I think there's, they've dug out the land on the south side of Memorial for like a, a nature preserve or you know lake or something, and right. it's bone dry. So I think they're they're going to have to figure out how to get some water in there. But on the north side, there's a place called uh, what's it called Eastern Glades, and that's a nice pond with a lot of landscaping around it, and there's ducks on the pond and turtles, and and it's there's lots of nice places when when it's not too hot to yeah. to have a picnic or you know have a party birthday party or something like that. So. Yeah, that my kids love turtles. You brought up turtles. The, the the trick about Memorial Park that was I didn't didn't know this. So we had got with this group and and we were going to do this. The, uh, there's a three mile loop, right? There's a three mile loop you can do. Well, I guess there's an inner loop that's a mile. And so not knowing, we did the mile first, and then they said, well, let's do this other loop. And so we ended up doing four miles. That was, that was about a mile more than I wanted to go that day. But you know, it was fine. Um, yeah. The, for those of you that are going to go out to Memorial Park for that three-mile walk, just keep on the outer loop. Um, yeah. I, I'm really curious. So, 81, 83, what type of growth have you seen kind of – I mean, obviously, you knew about Montrose when you moved out there. Um, so, what kind of growth have you seen over the last several years? Well, it's just every year is more. Uh, and Houston just continues to grow out, you know. Um, used to be that we would drive, uh, you know, if we're going to go drive to Austin or College Station to see a game or something, there was large patches of nothingness. You know, now you drive out 290 and you get all the way out there to, what, Hempstead, and, and it's pretty much solid, you know, residences or, or you know, big warehouses or you know, all sorts of stuff all along. Too. Same with I-10. You know, I-10 yeah. used to be four lanes each way and now it's at some point it's you know 20 lanes total uh, and you can get to K you know in 30 minutes and it used to be quite a, a little bit more of a struggle um, right. so you know I, I when I go visit my son in Los Angeles it's like Houston decided that we're going to make our freeways bigger if we needed them to be bigger so we're always working on freeways and they're always getting bigger because there's more and more people here Los Angeles, they kind of have the same freeways they had 30 years ago, and and it's not uh, and it's tough to get around there. We're here more and more. It's 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 you know this is a, a city built with cars in mind, yeah. um, so so we're always able to get around. I mean it is it is frustrating sometimes, but uh, you know we're we're trying to keep up with it more than most cities. I think so. I think that's a great point because I spend a lot of time in LA too, and and everybody complains about the traffic here in Houston. But if you've driven in LA or lived in LA, you know, it's like there's no comparison. And I think yeah. just what you said was probably the best description is we are constantly expanding, right? We had the you you're in the inner loop, right? And then yeah. we've got the Beltway L excuse me, the Beltway eight loop, right? Um, and then now they're expanding six, right? And yeah. so um, Grand Parkway or whatever. Yeah, the Grand Parkway. And so that's gonna that's gonna close up. They're gonna they're building that last stretch from like fifty nine over to 288 so um yeah they're they're constantly expanding and then people do just keep moving out and out and out and so it's makes it easier with the with the various tollways right 288's got the tollway now um so you can get you know further south into the med center and such so yeah um so you're you're in the real estate business what, what how have you seen the market um let's kind of exclude interest rates for right now but kind of that run up what have you seen with the market in you know montrose 
maybe heights, just kind of the general inside the loop area? Well, you know, no surprise there's not enough inventory for the demand, even with the higher interest rates. You know, good houses that are priced right go fast. Um, and over the over the years, I've, I've there's only really been two or three years in Houston when sales when home prices fell. You know, they either stay the same or they go up. Um, and those two or three years were in the 80s, from, in my experience. So. Um, Still a lot of demand, a lot of people, you know, we're kind of joking, you know, Montrose used to be the gay area in the 80s, 90s, and with the, you know, what would you call it, the, the, you know, coming out of the closet and having, having uh, gay people live in all parts of town now, it isn't that way, and so there's lots of folks like us that are, you know, double income, no kids, kids have moved out, so there's a lot of me around here. Guys right. in their, you know, 50s and 60s, the kids, this is their second home, they they grew up, the kids grew up in Sugarland, and now the parents live in Interloop. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of uh, demographic here, I guess I'd call it. Um, a lot of the old, like in a lot of Houston, old, old homes get torn down and in go much bigger homes, uh, not so much yard. A uh, lot, of, and like in ours, this this lot, these two lots that were once a, a multi-unit uh, apartment, that got knocked down to build these two three-story townhomes. So there's a lot of that. A lot of these older, you know, rickety '70s uh, apartments with maybe 10 units, 12 units. Those are going down, and bigger, you know, three-story uh, townhomes are going up so yeah Yeah, um i i think that's interesting because do you see i i see so much multifamily coming into houston right so you were saying that kind of these small multifamily are getting torn down to put in more kind of single family um yeah do you see a lot more like kind of condo types of things or townhome types of things going in well you're you're right so those are so these are townhome projects mostly around here but go to like Washington Avenue or even Montrose or the, the, the busier streets, Westheimer a little bit, and big monster apartment complexes are going up and they're still going up. Uh, and for the life of me, I don't know how many people are, you know, the, choosing to live there and pay $2,000, $3,000 a month in rent, but they're, they seem to be full and they keep building more of them. So, um, you know, all along I-10 now, there's, you know, a lot of big apartments. Um, so I think maybe the people that want to live in an apartment find those before they find these smaller ones inside neighborhoods like this. And so that's why they're, I think they're going to, you know, getting torn down and having a better use for their property. I think you, you just joined two points that I, was, I wanted to bring together. It was perfect. Because um, what I see a lot, um, especially so from my, my wife's a physician and she's on different mom groups and... And even just from my Facebook page, you'll see a lot of people, hey, we're moving to Houston, but but we want to rent, right? You know, interest rates are crazy. We're, we want to rent. We want, you know, we don't think they're going to stay, they're going to stay up like this. We don't think prices are going to stay up. And the first thing you brought up is there's not enough inventory, right? So you still have in many, many of these different areas, you still have a, a seller's market. And the other thing you just brought up is you still see tons of people moving here to, to Houston. Right. Um, and so... 
again, that's just from somebody kind of in the middle of it all, you know, from your perspective. Um, I don't, I don't see the growth in Houston slowing down. Um, and I, I'm not sure I'm worried about, you know, home price. If you're, if you're going to stay for a little while, right, I think you're going to do okay on, on your home values. What, yeah. what would you say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the big unknown is, you know, oil and gas at some point is oil and gas not going to be the main driver of Houston. I mean, I still, I think it mostly is, but you know, um, at what point does oil and gas do we, does that industry contract? And I'm I'm not sure that we're going to see contraction in oil and gas for, you know, 30 years, 20 years, 50 years, I don't know. Uh, But then something will replace it. So, you know, this is a, Houston has a lot uh, to offer. The medical center is huge and and one of the best in the the world. Um, Got a nice arts community, which people don't usually think associate with Houston. We're very diverse. Houston is a very diverse city. Very diverse. Um, And, and, and I think we're, we're, we're quick to move to new things, you know, with, there's no zoning here. So if someone says, you know, that, that old shopping center would be better as a, you know, a hundred houses or something, you know, whatever those real estate developers, they're able to, to, for highest and best use of our land. So we're quick to adapt. And, and that also means, I think, you know, new industries and new, uh, new markets can open up here faster than they can elsewhere. So, yeah, no, right on. And again, just from a a government perspective as well, they, they do want to attract business, right? There's no state income tax here. Right. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for business to, and I I just see it all the time. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, And the, you know, I haven't mentioned the port, but Houston has one of the largest ports in the country and they're not shy about, you know, making that bigger and continuing to make it, you know, a, a top port in the country. So, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're making it deeper, right? So you're, you're getting all the big ships in to be able to kind of then drop the goods off and then again, being a central location, you know, in that, right. Just being a dad with a, a kid on East coast, right. You, you're kind of, we're central here. So goods can get up through the middle of the country and they can get out from all over. So, yeah, I, I, I just, um, I see that a lot and, and, you know, Again, interest rates are one thing, but there's still just so many people coming to Houston um, for so many different reasons. And um, yeah, I, I think I think people are going to do well. Um, I think people are going to do well regardless of what they choose. They just have to find the right area. And that's kind of one of the main reasons I was doing this show was just to let people hear from people that actually live in those areas. Yeah, that's um, a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's let's move on to pros and cons. Um, what would you say the top three pros of living in Montrose are? Location, 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 <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, location is one of them, um, and which is a huge category. I mean, that that's, encompasses a lot. Um, people are friendly. Uh, you know, during uh, COVID, we all not, we don't have a whole lot of yard space on these townhomes. So during COVID, everybody brought out their lawn chairs and we had, you know, driveway happy hours. And I guess a lot of the city did, but uh, you get to know your neighbors. If you have a pet, you're walking the dog and you get to know your neighbors. And it's, uh, so we're, we're on about two or three little text chains. And so if 
there's a strange car parked across the street from somebody's house, someone's getting a text about it, and, you know, so it's, we all kind of watch each other's backs, uh, so it's a friendly uh, neighborhood. Um, third, what would you want to say is third? You know, people would say, you know, probably your first reaction is, oh, Montrose, isn't that a dangerous area? We have a constable program, which a lot of Houston does, and they're awesome. And you can call them, and they'll be here in less than five minutes. And they're they're kind of the the police, but a layer between us and the police. Call HPD. They might be there pretty quick. They might not be. It might be a couple hours. But the constable program, um, everyone buys into it and con contributes to it. So we have a really uh, robust uh, thing, which keeps you know there are homeless people and strange people occasionally walking down the street, but. Um, you know, the neighborhood watches out for each other and, and the constables are really good about uh, reacting if there is an incident and, and their presence here, I think, helps, you know, keep people from doing bad things. Well, that's a bad <laughs> for sure. What would you say the cons? Uh, cons, well, we, we aren't, we don't have a lot of space. It is a little, little tighter here than most neighborhoods. You know the potential that when when we had that uh, when was it the the big rainstorm that we had on tax day, uh, you know that they've done they've come in and they've tried they have added you know wastewater, uh, um, whatever the system to, to take the rainwater away, yeah. but we're low elevation, so you know the potential for flooding here just from the streets not being able, the, the inlets not being able to handle all the water so in a, a hurricane or rain event um, we are a little nervous about we didn't we didn't flood we've never flooded but we've got close so um, so I'd say that's potentially negative um, golly what else not very bike friendly I mean oh, the city the city keeps trying to make these bike lanes, and uh, I don't see people riding on them, and I wouldn't ride on them with the, with with uh, with the way we drive around here. We we love cars in Houston. We love oil and gas. We love freeways. You know, yeah, so we those do guys love our bikes. They need to take your bike west and get out there to Brenham if you want to ride your bike. So. Or go to Memorial Park. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, do laps around Memorial. No, excellent. <laughs> Thank you for that. Let's dive into your specialty, and um, let's talk about, for those of, that haven't heard about doctor loans, um, or didn't know that those were available, can you give us maybe an overview of, of doctor loans? Sure. So a doctor loan is a uh, uh, portfolio loan. It's not anything that uh, most lenders do, and it's usually provided for or by banks. And really, the the idea is banks want to get a hold of doctors early in their careers, because over long periods of time, the deposits and the business accounts and all the things that doctors, you know, the money they make and their you know the things they need loans for, uh, is great for banks. So uh, banks provide a so a doctor loan basically is a lower down payment loan for a doctor uh, than a non-doctor. So someone buying a $800,000 house has to put down at least 
10%, something like that, 15%. Um, for doctor loans, you can get them with zero down. So zero down payment. Uh, no, usually for a loan under 20% down, there's a thing called mortgage insurance. So there's no mortgage insurance for doctors. Uh, and, and because this is really a, just a, uh, a portfolio loan the bank's making to get the other businesses of the, of the doctor. Um, it's only for, most of them are only for uh, doctors that have been, that are in residency or within 10 years of residency. So if you're, if you've been out of residency for 30 years, then, you know, the, the, we, the bank doesn't, you know, we don't provide that doctor loan for, by the, you know, you should, you should be able to come up with 20% down if you're a doctor for 30 years. So, um, yeah, so it's just, it's just for new doctors and residents, uh, minimum down payment, still competitive rates. We're not, you know, nothing, they're not going to be like, oh, you're getting to me on, on the rates. But, um, and then a lot of times there's, depending on the credit, the, if they have a lot of student loans, we won't count the student loans in their debt to income ratio, which uh, allows them to qualify for more. So that's kind of, those are the, those are doctor loans. There, there's probably six or seven local banks that provide them. Um, doctors, uh, we all advertise in the, the little magazines that are over there in the medical center that are, uh, that, that uh, doctors can pick up. So, um, but that's a doctor loan, I guess. And they're 30 year fixed loans, um, nothing unusual there. Uh, there's no prepayment penalties, so if in two years they want to sell the house or pay off the loan or refinance out of it, they can do that. Um, and the fees are very reasonable. So, Perfect. So you hit on a lot of stuff. Let me just see if I can summarize that. So doctor loans, the benefits are no down payments, no PMI, because you're not – normally if you put on 20%, you've got to pay PMI, so that's usually a chunk of change. Um, similar rates to quote-unquote normal loans – and they don't they don't consider student loan uh, in your debt to income, so you can qualify for a bigger bigger loan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then eligibility. You said kind of getting to them young um, in their career. So that's residence, fellowship, um, all of that kind of qualifies. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 And and if they have a permanent placement, and they haven't started on the job yet. In the, but they're within three months of getting out of uh, and, and taking that job. We'll count the, the income even though they aren't on the job yet. So Perfect. Yeah, I was just going to – that's great. Um, so as long as they have current employment, they've got a contract, and they're within yeah. three months of starting, you'll look at that contract, and, you'll, and that qualifies them then for that. Yeah. Um, how about types of properties? Um, is it – they do – of course, single family – um, duplexes, what about quads or, or anything bigger than a duplex? So, yeah, one to four family as long as one of the units is going to be a primary. Fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. So that, that okay. works. Very good. So that's a little bit different than some of the other folks that I've talked to because um, a couple of the other people I've talked to maybe only do duplexes. Um, but you'll do one to four. Yeah. Um, so that's huge. That's fantastic. Um, and I think this goes to just what you were saying, maybe that not all banks do them, right? Maybe everybody does them a little bit differently as well. Right. So um, one of the things I've talked to a lot of young doctors about is the concept of, of house hacking, right? 
and where you can live in a, a multifamily, a duplex or a quad, live in one unit, just like your loan requires, yeah. and then rent out those other units. Um, yeah. Do you count that income as well? Um, where if they, on the rentals? You know, I think that's that would be normal guidelines, which are, you know, if there's existing rental income on the, an adjacent unit, then we'll, you know, verify it and use it. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not 100% sure if that applies okay. to the doctor loans, but I would think it would. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah case by case basis, maybe. So um, that'd be something that somebody could talk to you about. But I think in this in this time right now, where you've got a lot of doctors getting out of college, getting out of residency, they're used to living in the city. Um, of course, prices are higher in the city, right? Um, but they still enjoy the, the hustle and bustle, the energy of the city. They don't want to move yeah. out to the suburbs. Um, I think that you know you could live in, you could find some type of duplex quad um, and still live in the city, still enjoy the benefits of living in the city, a shorter commute and such. Um, and you know maybe they combine a couple of those strategies. Um, you already hit on rates. Oh, can you can you buy down the rate? Um, yeah, that's similar with every every loan program. There's just a menu of you know mortgage rates are in increments of one eighth. So you know six percent, six and an eighth, six and a quarter, six and three eighths, and each one of those rates has a corresponding either cost to it. You write a check in, in the form of points. A point is one percent of the loan amount, so you might pay a point and a half to buy the rate down a quarter. Um, and it goes the opposite way too. If you take a higher rate. Um, there, then you get into the, the area of lender credits, so we can cover some of your down payment. So um, usually for, and that's doctors or non-doctors, so that's, that's across the board. Um, what about uh, rehab costs? Is there any way to, to work rehab costs into any of these? So not, not so much on a doctor loan. We do uh, construction loans, which is a portfolio program, so that's whether you're a doctor or not. Um, they, uh, it's, it's, so it's called a one-time closed construction loan, which you can buy the lot, set up the construction money, and the permanent loan all in one. Um, that's a, lot, a lot of times that's a trick because the time it takes to design a home and get a contractor and get a bid is usually several months. Sure. Whoever's selling the lot wants to close in 30 days. so. A lot of times, so the other option to that is we'll do a lot loan, so 20% down on a lot loan, uh, and then once they own the lot, they can get the architect and then design the home and get the contractor, uh, and then we'll go get them approved, get the builder approved, go back to the title company, and they'll sign another stack of documents. We'll pay off the lot loan and then set up the construction funds. Uh, it's almost like a big credit card, you know, the, if it's... 800000 to, to build the home, you've got an $800,000 credit card. Um, the first draw goes to pay off the, um, the existing home, and then as the builder builds the home, he submits a, or he or she submits a contract, and we pay, uh, pay them out as, so we, you up the balance on the credit card, and at the end, you max out the credit card by on the last draw, um, and then the loan turns into an amortizing loan for the remainder of the 30 years or whatever. So, gotcha. So um, you kind of hit on the 800,000. Was that just a, a number, a random number, or is that is there, are there some limits? Um, I don't know. I seem to hit that number twice today. Um, the 
No, I mean, you could do these construction loans uh, up to $3 million, $4 million. You know, there's the, the, the larger the purchase price or the cost of construction plus the land, uh, the larger the percentage needs to be for down payment. But as it amps up, um, you know, you're going to be 15% uh, down to a million and then 20% down to a million and a half and 30% down to two million and that kind of stuff. So okay. there's a grid. And these, these again, like the doctor's loans, these are portfolio construction loans. So my underwriting guidelines or limits might be different than in other banks. So, so let me see if I get the portfolio loan. That con basically your bank is keeping that loan, right? You're not looking to sell that loan. Um, right. So the benefit there is that you guys control more of the conditions around that and you sort of take on whatever risk and reward is associated with that borrower versus if you're going to sell it to somebody else, they've got a bunch of conditions that you have to then worry about. Um, is that a right. fair thing? Yeah, so, sort of. Um, and my cat has woken up here. So um, the... Uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are the big government agencies and they kind of set the rules for the mortgage industry. FHA has similar rules and VA does, but everything that's not Fannie, Freddie, VA, FHA is portfolio. So that's jumbo, construction, doctor loans, lot loans. Um, and, then, and then outside of that bucket is the cat, sorry, is, uh, is a whole list and a whole other set of portfolio loans, which which are uh, which are also commercial loans. So, people that buy multifamily, that's not really a. Uh, I mean, that's usually a, a portfolio loan too. So, um, yeah. So I guess. Um, what was your original question? I think I lost. It. Um, no, I was just trying to clarify because you're you're using the term portfolio loan. Oh, portfolio. Right. For the people that might not know what that means, or you know, they're more maybe familiar with FHA or. Or um, you know, yeah, those types of it's sort of everything that's outside of the government-backed programs. Gotcha. Okay. So, so I, I sort of led us astray because I'm a I'm a builder as well, and so we build homes, and we'll either sell you a lot or we we build a lot of homes on spec. So that's I just sort of went down that little rabbit hole with you, um, just because right we we do the same thing. Well, we'll sell you a lot, but a lot of times people can't. Um, afford just the lot, right? They want to roll all those loans in. Or as you were saying, the timing of it oftentimes doesn't work. Right. Um, and so therefore it's just easier to kind of do a one-stop shop where we'll just build the whole house. You know, we'll sell you the lot and we'll, we'll build the house for you. Um, so again, I led us astray. So on the, what about on the doctor loans? Are there limits with regard to um, either loan amounts or time frames or any other limits associated with doctor loans people have to be aware of? Um, nothing, nothing. It's the same kind of concept of the, you know, zero down to a certain point. And, and all, I have friends at other banks that have doctor programs. So, so I know, you know, if they're coming to me and I don't have the right kind of guideline, but I know they'll fit someone else's, I'll, I'm happy to refer them to the, to the place that will meet their needs. So, um, and then kind of in a, in another world, or another another issue lately is all these portfolio lenders and portfolio loans have been tightening up. Um, kind of got started with the Silicon Valley Bank issue, where um, banks for the loans that we keep on our books, 
we have to have a certain amount of deposits. So when deposits start to go out the door, that puts a crimp on how much, how much loan volume we can have on our books. Um, like you said, we don't sell these portfolio loans, so lots of, you know, there's a couple of my friends at other banks, they have had their portfolio loan programs trimmed back, uh, either by higher interest rates or getting rid of programs. Um, we have not done that yet, but uh, we, well, I'm going to say we did do it a little bit. We have backed off on interest rates on our jumbo program as compared to where they were in relationship to conforming rates. Uh, they used to be very comparable. Now our jumbo rates are higher than our conforming rates. Um, but this is, a, this is not just a U.S. bank thing. It's a, it's a nationwide thing that, that banks are, and, and we're also having to now pay interest on those deposits where we used to not have to pay interest on deposits. Um, right. So the margins are getting uh, squeezed a little bit between what we used to be able to lend money for and what we used to you know, have received money as deposits. So um, that's just kind of an industry-wide thing that, that construction loans, portfolio jumbo, you know, all these unusual programs, doctor loans, um, and there's some banks that have attorney loans that are the same kind of concept. Uh, we don't have that, but I know they're out there, and all those are, are getting trimmed back a little bit. So, okay. um, on doctor loans, so like, does that include dentists, veterinarians, uh, pharmacists? Yeah, our president. You got to have a, a, a what is it? A, a, MD a, or DO? Yeah, an MD degree. Yeah, I don't, there's a, there's two degrees, and I don't, there's the second one. But yeah, we don't. We don't cover dentists, but I know there are programs that do, so. Gotcha, yeah. All righty. Um, any, other, any other things that we missed that people should be aware of? Oof. Uh, no, but I mean, you know, feel free to reach out if. Yep. Yeah, I was going to ask you, well, how, how would people contact you if they, were, if they were interested or they had some questions? Yeah, well, I have a unique name, so you can Google me, and I'll, I'm the one that shows up, Owen Ron. I have a Google My Business page, and so that gets a decent amount of uh, inquiries. Um, but my email is owen.ron at usbank.com, and that's a good way to reach me. And so. we'll we'll have your your name on the on both of the links, but just for uh, Owen, and then and then it's R A U N is, is correct. How you spell your last name? So yeah. Um, really enjoyed really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the Prescription for Living in Houston podcast. We've had a wonderful time discussing what it's like to work, eat, sleep, and play right here in the heart of Texas. If you're considering a move to Houston or within Houston, we're here to guide and assist you. Don't hesitate to reach out with a call or an email at dan at dhsrealtygroup.com. And remember, the charm of Houston lies in its diverse neighborhoods. So make sure to tune in next week where we'll be exploring another vibrant neighborhood in Houston, offering insights into its unique lifestyle and opportunities. Until then, stay safe and keep envisioning your perfect Houston living experience. Goodbye for now, and we'll catch you in our next episode.